is Jesus and Gym Shoes. Boy, this is Jesus Welcome and Welcome to Gym another Shoes. episode of Jesus and Gym Shoes where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills and Jesus. I have um, on this episode the woman that birthed me. Um, I guess she's the most special guest I've had so far. <laughs> my mama <laughs> what's up mom introduce yourself hey again i'm his mom toy um pleasure that he included me and it is allowing me to be on here with him hey snaps up <laughs> so i wanted to do this episode because um it's my birthday or it's gonna be my birthday when this drop and uh i have a podcast so i guess i get to talk about myself or get to talk about like me as a kid for um for my birthday I turned 34 so you know it's, it's been it's been a, a interesting ride but uh you so you had me at 19 going on 20 right correct what was that like it was interesting the amazing thing is I was just planning I said okay I need to get in school and I was thinking about going to Southern because that was always my dream mm -hmm. to go to Southern and Carbondale the party in school back then. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get my stuff together, get in school, get enrolled. And then lo and behold, I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got pregnant, I didn't know at that time that you still really could go to school and have a baby with you because they had accommodations. So um, that aspect of it went out the window because I was excited about giving birth. Mm -hmm. Um so got pregnant with him and I had him. Yeah. yeah. You know. That's what's up. So I got here. Um what with doing that, what what was uh what was one of the things that like having me and then you had Demond uh, a couple of years later, you and my dad got married and um, you know, things happen. And then you had Zade a few years later. As a single mom, so you had three boys before 25. Yes. What was that like? Oh, my God. If I had it to do again, I don't think I would do it over. Um, it was challenging. Mm -hmm. um, and parenting is something that you learn as you go. Yeah. Um, I didn't have the type of relationship that I've instilled with my sons, with my mom. Mm -hmm. um, it's gotten better now that I'm older. So that was a hard thing of learning to be a mom, learning to do the right things. And then especially with life challenges that you face and being single, the only thing I knew to do was lock and load in church. Mm -hmm. And that's what helped me with raising you and your brothers is lock and load in church. And I regret some of it because when I hear you say you, you nah, just kept nah, nah, nah. don't jump ahead, don't jump ahead, Shadow. Don't jump ahead. <laughs> but no, that's what it was. It was a struggle. And um, I admit it is a struggle. And then us as women, we have to remember that we are the woman and not the man. Yeah. What does that so mean? So we can't act like we're the father. We have to remember we're the woman and instill those that nurturing and be that nurturer to nurture our sons. That's so um it's interesting that, uh, yeah, you were, so I was telling somebody recently, I was like, I didn't never see, I don't think I ever saw you like cry or like emote about the struggles that were going on. Cause I mean, like we, I mean, clearly having three boys as a single parent, unless you come from a wealthy background, 
it's rough. Um, but I never saw you like emote at all. Like, why was yeah, that? I tried, to, I tried to stay strong before you all because I didn't want you to really feel and see my struggle. Okay. Never know it. And I always try to present myself. Where's that? I did start out on public aid. I did do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew that public aid wasn't the end all and all for me. Yeah. And I wanted more. I wanted you all to have a little bit more. One check, $367 at that time a month. Who can really live off of that? Yeah. And with food stamps, you know, you try to thank God I didn't have to pay rent because my great grandfather owned a building and he gave me an apartment um, and said, live here and raise your son. So I thank God for that part of it. So that was one expense that I didn't have. And then I wanted to go to work. So I started in the dental office. Then it afforded me to go into um, healthcare, where I did dental insurance first. And now, of course, still in healthcare today. Yeah. That was my motivation because I wanted you all to have more. So that was it. I just did not want you all to feel the struggle. I never, knew, I never, knew, I never knew you were on public aid. Yeah, see? I never knew that. Yeah. I tried to dress you all. I mean, that's probably why you all are label babies today, because that's the way I did you. I mean, hey. So it's your fault. Um, it but I wanted the best. <laughs> I wanted you to have the best. And I thought, if I wear it, why you can't wear it? That I was my mentality. Get, I get, yeah, that's crazy. I never knew that, Mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's my, I like, I really never knew. That. I don't think you've ever shared that. Like, ever told us that. I mean, but it also, again, again goes to like, I never, I had to like realize that you and my dad were like actually human mm -hmm. because like I was mad at y'all like for just different stuff. I was just like, um, first off, y'all got all these kids, <laughs> all these kids, both of y'all, y'all got all these kids. And it's just like, uh, it felt, it, it felt a little overwhelming at times. Um, mm -hmm. and a little, I felt a little secluded because I I was the first to do everything. Um, and so with being the first one to do a lot of stuff, it's lonely because it's like you didn't really, I mean, like you said, you didn't really know a lot of stuff, but I do appreciate the fact that you allowed me to try. Um, mm -hmm. What was that like having, because uh, Lord Jesus. You, you were just a different kid. You you were a different kid. All the way from being in labor with you, 26 hours, and then here it is. Then I got to go have a C-section, all because you're, you, you were face-up presentation instead of being face-down, so I couldn't yes, deliver yes. it naturally. <laughs> so, I mean, baby. you know, you, you just you. And yes. I don't regret who you are and how you are. Because even being a parent, I learned from you, although I was your mom. Really? Yeah, I learned a lot from you. I mean, and even the sacrifices, every sacrifice I made, um, you know how people say, oh, I didn't travel here, I didn't travel there. No, I didn't get to do that uh -huh. because I raised my sons. Mm. And just like even my 10th year reunion when you were graduating from um, high school. Huh? I was 20. No, when you were graduating from high, remember school. when you graduated from high school? Yeah, that was twenty for you. Oh, it was twenty. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, twenty. Okay, that's right. But when you were graduating from high school, we were doing a reunion to go on a cruise. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go on this cruise." 
But then when I looked at it, being a single parent, you got to weigh your options. This was your senior year. You travel. And I wanted you to experience what I hadn't experienced yet. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not too old where I can't get out there and do it now. But I wanted you to see those things. Then even you going to school, I wanted to make sure that you went to college. Whatever we got to do, go and do it. And that's what you did. So I'm excited. You have always been a kid, the go-getter. Even when you were little, you prophesied to yourself, writing envelopes of amounts that you wanted to give. And the money wasn't in there at that time, but you wrote it and it, it spoke forward. Like the Bible says, you call those things that be not as though they were. You mm-hmm. call them as they were, you know, and now it's happening for you. I mean, the sky is the limit for you. Whatever you set out to do, you do it. That's, and I thank God for that. Yeah, I thank God for it, too. I think the the life skill, though, so like jumping into um, just being at church, though, and you kind of said that you found church as like that avenue to kind of like help us. Um all of us, um, inclusively you and me and my brothers, or my brothers and I, um, what was it that like that sparked that to be the the outlet? Like, what what was the turning point that made that the outlet or your safe place? Um, after going through a divorce, and divorce is just like experiencing a death. I was not in a good headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, Low self-esteem hit in and kicked in. Rejection um, hit in and kicked in. And I needed something different. And I happened to leave one church and go following a friend. Was she going to follow her guy? (laughs) Who? Who? Teresa. I was with Teresa. Okay. Following Teresa, we went over to Christ Unity. And I went in there and I don't know what it was. It was just a difference. And mm-hmm. I heard the word and it drew me. This is Pastor Brown, was, right? Uh, yeah. my, uh, late, uh, uh Evangelist had already passed it over, right? At that point? Yes. Uh-huh. Evangelist Brown had passed it over. And then just being there, hearing the word of God, and it began to prick me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's something different yeah. about that. And that's where just the opening up and the experience of, you know how you go to church and I've been in church all my life from childhood up, but I needed to know God. Mm -hmm. And that's where my God encounter and my God experience began Mm -hmm. there. So, and when that happened, it helped me. And then I got a different role model before me where I wanted um, even the more. Cause see for me, with you all prior to Christ Unity, all I knew was it didn't matter as long as my clothes was clean for me, that was it. But as long as my sons, their hair was cut, they were dressed nice always, that's all that mattered at that time. But then I learned that you've got to take care of yourself as well, too. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started exploring the shoes and I started exploring the clothes for myself, but still yet taking care of my sons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was it? Um, There were some key people that kind of like helped you along the way, like with us. Um, One of the earliest people that I remember, you know, like my godmother, Demond's godparents, and my auntie Tanya. 
So my I got Mama Adrian. Um, um, you got to think about your Uncle Howard. My Uncle Doug. I'm, I'm getting to it. My Uncle Doug. Um, um, Yada, of course. Um, but one one person in particular. I mentioned her earlier, but one person in particular. And I I pray, Lord Jesus, don't want to cry. Evangelist Jenny Jones Brown. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know. Um this old lady, just like this older lady, like she would just she would make me come and sit by her, just like all the time. And she would just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. But I just remember like. The way she would just, she used to scold me so much. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was necessary. But it was, it's funny now that I think about it because you just used to let it happen. And I used to be like, "Mom, like get this lady." <laughs> no, you couldn't fuss with her. I mean, she would get on me because before I came there, if it wasn't tight, I wasn't wearing it. If yeah. it wasn't short, I wasn't wearing it. Because back then, you know, hey, I thought I had it going on body wise. You know, you couldn't tell me nothing. You know, everything had to be tight, it had to be short. But yeah. she taught me a different way and showed me that you got to have your foundation on under your um, garments when you wear them. Then you need to, in church, it should be a modest apparel. Mm -hmm. She modeled that before me. And even like how you said about praying, how to love your sons and to be that mother, because again, she was a mother. She had four kids. So she had three boys and then one girl. And she showed me how to undergird and take it in the way she loved Pastor Brown and loved on him, then Willie, even um, James, and then even uh, Willie Ruth. Yeah. Just how she loved her children. It was the example that she modeled before me. And I was like, okay, I got to get this right. And the sad thing is that I did not understand it when it started. Yeah. And it took her death. <laughs> For the light bulb to really come on and really see and appreciate all that she was instilling in me. Yeah. She was uh I used to <laughs> I just used to love being by her, be especially like when I would come home from school, like before she passed. Um, especially those latter years where I just understood and I always had me a sweet potato pie. So <laughs> that's where my <laughs> love sweet potato pie came from. Um, just her making it, and but I think that that's how she was able to like that. Those were even though like her words were. I mean, I was young, so it was rough, but like her love showed through in the fact that like, yeah, DJ, I'm gonna yell at you, but like, baby, I got your sweet potato pie. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I I appreciate that, and I was able to see it. Oh my goodness, I can't believe this, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh my god, such a crybaby. Um, but then even with that, we had Grandma Mackie, um, which is yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's my grandma. I love her so much. Um, and just her being more tangible, uh, like a tangible mom to you. Um mm -hmm. that, that was another example with three sons and how to do and what to do. Yeah. Yeah, and that was really, really special, especially like she showed you like how hard times really, really because she didn't been through a lot <laughs> with, yeah. with my uncles. Um and and just from there, like you just you having us there, um 
that was one of the life skills you said, you know, just uh, how to be a mother, how to like undergird. Another one is just like more tangible stuff as far as how to dress and, you know, just stuff that you need that you needed to know personally. Um, who do you think was influential to like male was influential to each one of us when we were younger? Um, it would be Uncle Howard. Yeah. Okay. Uncle Howard yeah, would be um yes he was he he was really influenced because like the point of me showing you how to properly um tuck your shirt in your pants yeah i can't do that i'm i'm a woman you know yeah. i know it's just stuff it in there but then he taught you to put it inside your underwear and pull it and then pull your pants up put your belt on those yeah. kind of things because he's anal but <laughs> got to love my brother you know, he was there. Then later on, um, of course, Pastor Brown was there. He was like the dad of of, of all dads. Yeah. And then um, Papa Hills. Yeah, Papa. He came along and he loved you guys. Although he had his own children, he still took you under his wing and he loved you. Ronnie Holloway was influential in your upbringing. Um, Aubrey. You know, Uncle Aubrey. Uncle Aubrey, yes. So, he was amazing with I you all. Know, he was one of the first people that I saw that did something that I didn't know black men did. Okay. So he was into technology. As you know, I work in tech now. But um, he, wor he worked in tech and I, I forgot which company. I think it was AT&T. But like he, I saw that like it was possible to go and live in Naperville, okay. or go and like have a yeah. really nice house with a family, and things not be chaotic. Yeah. Or I think that that guess that's the best word, but like things can kind of be structured. Like it just be peace. Like at the house, it's like yeah. Yeah, we going in dinners at this time, and you know we gonna sit up and we just gonna play in the backyard, and we just gonna you know, your auntie, yeah. your auntie Linda gonna cook, and you know, or I'll do something, and yeah, we just gonna be over here. So he was, and but I saw him first do something that I wasn't aware that uh that black men did. Yeah. And then even um, Keith Green was influential, especially with you. When I think about you. Yeah. It's like Keith and Howard could challenge you mentally. Yeah. Then yeah. later on through Christ Unity, we met Reggie. Yep. And Reggie was another one that was younger that showed you yeah. those kind of things yeah. and opened up. Um, you know, and then even like now, Uncle Maurice. Yeah. And you know, I um, influential in your life. Yeah, and I told I I, t I told Reggie and I told Maurice I was like y'all really really showed me what it's like to love your wife, mm -hmm. like and be committed like to Reggie to the end, but like Uncle Maurice even still going through it. I I was just with him the other day and I was just telling him I I, I had to like tell him again I was like yo just so you know. Like, I love the way that you love my auntie, like with all of the health challenges and all of the stuff like that. And he was just like, I'm just grateful to see God's hand on your life, you know? <laughs> but I was like, bro, you don't know how 
beautiful it is to experience the way that you love. Like I get the secondhand experience the way that you love your wife. Right. Um, so yeah, That's like seeing that. Yep. And it's something that I pray for for myself. You know, to have a husband to love me like that. Yeah. Because he loves my sister, and and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It is truly amazing. So I look um, at it, and and then I even thank God. Um, for Chris Fields, Christian Fields, you know, <laughs> um, I thank God for Malcolm Williams first, for him introducing you to Chris, and then Chris seeing something in you, and just taking you as his own, um, and nurturing you, the business side of stuff. He opened your eyes up to that aspect of being the entrepreneur pursuing to be greater, do greater. Um, I'm just blessed all the way around when it comes to it. Where I lacked in areas, I mean, God opened windows where other men would even see it. And then even just like how Pastor Hannah today, he even speaks of it. He said, yeah, big head, but he a good boy, you know? So, yeah. I mean, and you think about this man, he has a mega ministry and then he can yet know who you are it's, it's a uh yeah so i um i'm gonna go jfh then i'm gonna go uh chris so um i remember when i was in high school i would sneak over well not necessarily sneak but like i would go over to church and i would go to i think it was like the 10 o'clock service because we mm -hmm. had service at noon at christ unity and i would like be running from like king drive to Christ Unity, so I could like be on my door because I was an usher. And you told me later, you were like, I was wondering when I finally told you, like, yo, I'm gonna go join New Life. <laughs> you were like, I was wondering when you were gonna tell me this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was wondering. And I was like, how did you, why didn't you ask me? She was just like, I was waiting on you to do it in your own time. Cause I was so scared to say that. And um, even, and I thank God for my experience at Christ Unity because even with that, I was able to do it right. Going and having a conversation with Pastor Brown and being like, hey, Pops, I I'm, I got to go somewhere else. And, I, you know, this is where I'm going. And he was even, he was, he, he told me in that moment, he was just like, you know, sometimes when kids grow up in the church, sometimes they stay. And sometimes they go. And he was just like, you know, I, I can see that I did, um, that I taught you well by just right. this conversation that you having with me. Um, and so it was just, it was just interesting that you were just, that you saw it, that I, that like I was doing that and didn't say it. And I was like, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> it was your say. Yeah, because I was. I just think I was happy that you're in church. You know, I, that's all my prayer was and is that you all remain, well, remain in God. Yeah, absolutely. And, a, and fellowship in the church. How about that? We say it that way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and that's why I just encourage any parent, you got to stay humble and you got to stay before God, especially raising, um, raising all children, girls, boys, whatever. Just raising them. And most of all is to love them. 
good, bad, ugly, indifferent. Love them. The um so Chris. <laughs> so I think that people have a sort of premonition before they pass. Um just like a come to Jesus type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things, Harlem hears your voice. Um, <laughs> one of the things that uh, I think was happening with him is that he kind of knew his time was short because like his mom's time was short, grandmother, you know, like other people before him, but he knew he, he, knew he was making a fast impact. Uh, a vast impact very, very swiftly. Um, and so towards the end, maybe like two or three months before, he was just like, just randomly, he was just like, yeah, your mama came to me and was like, DJ don't like nobody. so And he's drawn to you. And he was just like, what am I supposed to do to, with this little boy? <laughs> he was just like, what am I supposed to do with this little boy? And he was like, little boy just won't leave. Like, he's like, just won't right. leave. And so he was like, how am I supposed to do this? And he was like, but the one thing, he was like, first off, I wouldn't have did it if it wasn't for your mama. But then secondly, he was like, uh, what did he say? He he was just like, you know, God literally just gave me, you know, the I just shared with you the stuff that was shared with me. And God just allowed it to come, you know, to my remembrance. Um, and some of those things was, yeah, those things were just innumerable. But um, what was it about him in particular that made you say, that made you go to him and say, yo, I just, whatever you said to him. I saw something different in him, just his conversation. I could tell that he was business focused. He had something that you needed. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I just drew to him and all I could do was ask for help. And that was one thing I thank God that I was not too prideful. And I recognized that you needed help. I didn't want to see you all lost. I really mm-hmm. didn't. I wanted to see you all be who you are now. Yeah. And I thank God each and every one of you all are different. I thank God for the men that you are. That one decision like literally helps like generations, right? So mm-hmm. like Demont, like me, me being attached to him then helped Demont. Yeah. Um, and now Demont is able to take care of his family. Right. Right. So like, and he's able to do things with his family that like we weren't able to do because he has access to his own company or, you know, he has, he's a tradesman. So like, exactly. He's a, you know, just because I couldn't do all that. I felt bad because I worked and if it was overtime, I worked overtime to try to make up for the, to compensate um, for the family. So you are with latchkey kids. So can you all cook? Yes, you all can cook. And one thing I appreciated is that I instilled in you all, is that you don't need a woman. You can have one because that's what, you know, you desire to have one. But you don't need her to cook for you. You don't need her to clean for you. You don't need her to wash your clothes. You know how to do all that stuff. You can iron. Plug onto the laundromat. <laughs> you know, everything. You all know how to do these things. So that ain't why you need a woman. 
Yeah. Yeah. You can have one because you want one, you know, and the other stuff. But But you don't need her. And that's one thing I like. You don't need her to take care of you because you are all work and do well for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So don't get it twisted. You know, (laughs) these girls, can they can move around. True. Very true. Oh, outside of that, we have a wonderful relationship, so they have to understand that. Yeah, about everything, (laughs) not everything, but you know, we can talk talk about a lot of stuff, but there's some things you know you do have to like leave out. Thank Um, you, you know, this I appreciate it, I do, but nine times out of ten, I can figure it out. Okay, all right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And see, it's the moments like these that, you know, people don't understand our relationship. We can laugh together. We can cry together. We can pray together. All of that. Man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then I thank God how you love me. You know. So I really thank God for that. I mean, you spoils your mama good. So. You told me the other day I was trying to go to I forgot the restaurant we was trying to go to. I wanted I wanted a I wanted a a high end meal. And you was like, no, I want Outback. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, thank you, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I know I, I appreciated that. I, I thought it was the greatest gesture ever, ever. Um, but I looked at it, I'm like, dude, you just had to take care of this big bill. We ain't got to go down here and do this. Let's, let's just go somewhere. I just wanted to be with you. True. Because we didn't go to the laundromat like we had started doing. Yeah. And I was like, dude, we ain't been together in two weeks. Come on, let's just go have a meal. Okay. That's I mean, all I want. Yeah. I just want to spend some time with you. You know how to get in where I fit in. So, man. <laughs> oh, whatever, woman. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, well, I think... um. More than anything, um, I just want to say publicly, I appreciate you. Because um, I wouldn't have no birthday if you didn't uh, birth me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess it's my birthday gift or your or my birthday gift to you. I, you know, just let the word I want as many people as possible to hear this and they hear, you know, how dope my mom was and or is, I should say. And then this so you know, live on in perpetuity. And then Harper gets to hear it and the mirror gets to hear it. And you know, when I had kids, they'll always and when Zay had kids, they'll always be able to hear, you know, something about their grandmother. So um I appreciate you um being on Jesus and Jim Shoes. Um you check my mama out. But you didn't the- ask me the main question. What's the main question? What kind of gym shoes I like? Oh, I didn't ask you. <laughs> I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Okay. You okay. So, Mom, what's your favorite pair of gym shoes? Now, this is the funny thing. I used to love K-Swiss. And DJ I, talked love, about I love K-Swiss, too. Okay. He talked about me so bad with K-Swiss. But now my favorites are Nike 270s. Okay, the Nike 270s. Okay. Nike 270s are the absolute favorite gym shoe. And okay. I fell in love with those from starting a cycle. Cycle, yeah. yeah. Before I started wearing cycling shoes, that was the go-to gym shoe to put on with cycling. Mm. I might give me a pair from when I started riding, for real. 
Um, I just need this weather to like stay. I was gonna ride yesterday, but yeah, I was like, eh. and it's nice today, but now it's raining. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be really yeah. Dang, I forgot. I'm I'm slipping. I ain't asking my mother for attention. Right. <laughs> it's in there. See, I listen to the podcast now. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, she's my mama out at her classes at uh, XFA, XFATAS, uh, XFAT, F-A, yeah, F-A-T-A-Z-Z. Uh, check out, she be teaching classes up there. Um, yeah. All right, Ma, thank you. I appreciate it. No, thank you. <laughs> For hopping on Jesus and Gym Shoes, where we have yeah. unparalleled conversations about life skills and Jesus. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and tell somebody about it. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs> Boy, this is Jesus and Jim Shoes.